You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, Binge Views. Skip it, stream it, see it, Binge Views. It's time for Binge Views. Raw, grilling, catchy on some new Welcome back to Binge Views. My name is Jim Law. I look for BingeMedia.net. I'm here with Chatsy. Hey, Jim Law. What's up, buddy? Nothing. Uh, Binge Views, if you are a new listener or forgotten about us, is a show that we do that Chad basically takes a look at all the new releases of the week that he can, and he tells you whether to uh, see it, skip it, or stream it. Those are the three ratings, and we stick to those rules, right, Chad? Correct. We always do. We never veer off track. We just stay to that exact three rating system right there. Always. Always. God damn right we do. What? Uh, how many movies you got today? Uh, so we have four today. Four um, one of these released actually last week wide, May 7th. We didn't do a show last week. Uh, two of these, actually three of them released in theaters this week. Um, but one of them goes to Netflix next week. I don't, it, we'll get to them. It's just it's weird streamer fucking Windows shit, like always. But yeah, yeah we got four titles today, so we're uh, got a full slate. Um, then I'll let you pick the order because I only know maybe one. Now that you said that, maybe two. But you go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's do Wrath of Man first. Let's hit that one since that is already out in theaters for uh, the binge verse. Uh, Wrath of Man is Guy Ritchie's new movie. It is uh, his. He's reuniting with Jason Statham for the first time, I think, since Revolver. Oh no, wait, he was in fucking The Gentleman last year. Yeah, he was in that. So, but yeah, this is like his starring role more so in this. Um, this is. Uh, have you seen the trailer for this one at all? Nope. Okay. Okay. Um, so he's playing. A, Jason Statham's playing a character named H. He uh, begins working security for an armored truck company. Uh, one of the first stops that happens, he uh, they get robbed and he goes into just attack mode and just starts fucking everyone up. He kills like six people and his whole crew is kind of like, who the fuck is this dude? We uh, we learn through a series of flashbacks um, what exactly uh, this guy's motive is and why he is who he is. And it turns out to be a revenge story. Um this movie is nonlinear. Uh, it's definitely more of an ensemble than you would think. Uh, Statham is obviously the main star of it, but there's a lot of other characters in this movie. Um, which, which you got, Law? What do you got? Just based off that little plot synopsis. All right. Is Andy Garcia the big bad in this movie? He is not. Okay. Um. <laughs> I see. What else we got? Jeffrey Donovan. Yeah, Scott yeah, yeah. Eastwood, we got a Josh we got a big Hartnett. cast, man. Josh Hartnett, Jeffrey Donovan, Scott Eastwood, uh, Laz Alonzo from The Boys, um, Raul Castillo. He is in uh, a movie we'll be talking about a little bit later, Army of the Dead, um, and then Holt McCallany. They've all got, if you can tell, they've got the the guy Richie names. One of them is named Bullet. One of them is Hollow Bob. Josh Hartnett's <laughs> character is named Boy Sweat Dave. <laughs> um, so it's got his his uh, his fingerprints and stuff all over it. Um, but this is definitely more of a serious Guy Ritchie movie. It's not so much uh, 
of like his, you know, jokey kind of fun. Um, this movie is, like I said, it's, it's a little more dark. Uh, it's it's more op like operatic. Uh, it's, it's like I said, the why he's doing what he's doing. Um, you you learn. And it's it's uh it's pretty fun, man. I, I actually I actually really uh I, I really didn't expect much going into this movie and I had a pretty fucking good time. Uh it shows the the different crews that uh feels a little bit of heat esque in a way. Um it, the way that this whole ensemble is uh throughout this movie. So uh, what else you got? Um I mean the best guy Richie movies are because of the dialogue and the portrayal mm-hmm. or the delivery of that dialogue. What, um, the fact that you think this is more of a drama than it is a action comedy, which is what he does best. Well, what he did best. Um, how does the dialogue play out in the film? Does it make it a better film or is it just, um, is it, is it atypical Guy Ritchie dialogue or is it a little different? It, it definitely is atypical. I wouldn't say it makes it better or worse. It's just more of a, I don't know. This is very much a dad movie. Um, mm-hmm. You can recommend this to your dad. He's going to fucking love it. It's got pretty great action, very violent. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it doesn't have that quippy, you know, comedic tone to it like The Gentleman or Lockstock, Snatch, any of those. Um, yeah, it's, it's, got a, it's more serious, way more serious, which is, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of nice. It's not like a rock and roll uh, type from Guy Ritchie because I, I expected that going into this, and it's not really what you get here, so... Scott Eastwood is honestly the the big bad of the movie, um, which is a little out of out of character for him. He's usually in like these romantic comedies and shit. He's he's actually not terrible. He's I don't necessarily have an opinion on him one way or the other, but he, uh, this is a, a decent little role for him. Hartnett is like a he's playing like a tough guy, but then when shit goes down, he's like the complete opposite of that. He's a little puss. Um, Boy Sweat Dave, that's his name, of course. What um. um is this um what was I gonna say? God damn it, Chad C. Um Oh, first review I see here on IMDB. Uh some reviews say the story's predictable, but I disagree. Uh is it um that type of film where you just kind of uh, are waiting to get to the ending because you already know what's gonna happen? I mean, you can summarize you know, it's a revenge story. if you th- think this is gonna be like crazy twists and shit. It's not really there. There are some good red herrings because there's some people maybe working on the inside. There's, you know, there's there's different motives being thrown around from from each group, and you don't really know uh, who the actual like bad guys are probably until like halfway through the movie. Um, okay. Or or, not, or the, the the villains of the movie per se. All right. Um, I don't know. I didn't see the gentleman. I haven't uh, I haven't watched one of his films since fucking I don't know I don't even know maybe Rockefeller <laughs> I, I have no idea. You you watched Aladdin probably right or King mm, Arthur? I didn't I, I didn't watch either of those. Oh man, you just fucking hate Guy Ritchie. Yeah, I um, <laughs> Is this uh, is this like his best since whatever, or is it just? No, I mean, I actually really liked The Gentleman last year. I, we did that for binge views. It was probably a month or so before the shutdown. Uh, I liked that quite a bit. It was a nice return to form for him. But I honestly like this as well. I, I, it may have been that I had zero expectations. I thought it was just going to be, you know, your another run-of-the-mill Jason Statham action movie, which 
there are elements to that, sure, but I think this is just a little bit different. Like, I, I've seen some reviews comparing this to Den of Thieves. This is ten times the movie that Den of Thieves is. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. But yeah, this is fun, man. This is a, it's uh it, it's maybe it's it's like an, it's pushing two hours. Um, but overall, I had a pretty good time with this. So, uh, I would put this pretty high on the stream it scale. Uh, yeah, we'd go high stream it here for uh for good old Wrath of Man. So many manly titles this week. A lot of deads and man and just machismo. It's, it's pretty great. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll stream it then. Uh, what's next? All right. Let's do Those Who Wish Me Dead. So what do you know about this? Anything at all? Uh, Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Okay. That's all okay. I know. So this is HBO Max's May title. So, you know, end of last year, they came out with that. Once a month, we're going to have new amazing movies each each month. One, to, one movie. This is their May title, which you kind of get the feeling based on marketing and everything else. This is kind of just one of those movies that they're like, uh, we needed the movie for this month, and this is that movie. So this actually is Taylor Sheridan, who is the famous for writing Hell or High Water, Sicario, uh, Wind River, also directed Wind River, and he directed this as well. And he was brought on... I believe halfway through this, uh, not halfway through it, like the script, it was about to go to production and he came on to doctor the script and then just said, if I can get Angelina Jolie, will you let me direct it? And they said, sure, but you're not going to get her, got her. And here you go. Um, this is definitely the weakest movie of Taylor Sheridan's. Uh, I can say I'm a pretty big fan of all of those movies. I've never watched Yellowstone. I know he's the writer and creator of that show as well. Never actually got into that, but so Angelina Jolie is – she's a smoke jumper who was dealing with some PTSD from a previous uh, forest fire that she read wrong and ended up killing uh, a couple of kids. And so they put her on a uh, fire watch in this tower in the woods and she's dealing with that. Uh, there is another storyline going on while there's a kid – the kid is Finn Little. He's playing a kid named Connor. His dad is a lawyer who uncovers something uh, – he uncovers some secrets from this organization uh, for the, the Justice Department, I believe. And these two assassins are coming after them. They end up killing his dad. And that's in the trailer. I'm not spoiling anything. And he's on the run and through the forest and Angelina Jolie finds him and they are on the run through – there's forest fires and these assassins are chasing them. Um, I feel like whew, out of breath after all that. <laughs> um, this is starring John Berth- Bernthal as well. Aiden Gillen and Nicholas Holt are the two assassins in this movie. Uh, Tyler Perry randomly shows the fuck up in this movie for one scene. Um, he's like the big bad, <laughs> which, all right. Um, <laughs> this movie is very fucking generic. It is very bland. Uh, it, it, it's honestly reminds when I was watching this, I just got the feeling that this is a movie that was like should have been made in like the year 2000, like late 90s, early 2000s. You had a lot of these kind of, you know, silly action movies uh, that I don't know. They weren't great, but this is, I just get the feeling this is like a late 90s, early 2000s action movie that was made now. Um, what do you got, Law? What you got? 
Well, I mean, the first thing that pops out to me is because of what you said about the casting and the director. I like the director. I love Wind River. It was I mean, my favorite movie that year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but Great. the fact that he wanted to direct this and he said, if I get Angelina Jolie, will you let me do it? And then they, he got her. So does it feel like this was the same movie um, before anyone even thought that Angelina Jolie was going to be in it? Or did they tweak it to make it an Angelina Jolie movie? No, yeah, I I think it's just I I wouldn't tell like you know what I'm saying like she she's just there. There's not a lot for her to do here. It's just the name Angelina Jolie. I honestly like she's she's on the poster of course because it's her, but she's not even necessarily the main character of the movie. John Bernthal and his wife they have another storyline going on as well, and they they probably get just equal amount of uh, screen time as her. And it's not like she's some badass like uh, action star in this. She's just a a forest jumper that has like PTSD and she fucking drinks a lot. Um, I mean, obviously her name may sell some tickets, although this, I don't think this is going to do very well because they've just not really marketed this one at all. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, this could have been anyone, honestly, man, this could have been any other female in this role. Well, that's actually, that's, I like that answer. You know what I mean? Like I like that she's not, uh, they don't focus everything on her and make Mm -hmm. uh, this too bad. It's not, know it wasn't a good movie to begin with obviously so <laughs> yeah yeah it's this isn't awful like it's not it's not a turd by any means but it's just it's very forgettable uh i, I will never watch this again and it's kind of like just one of those meh movies that uh, it's, it's gonna come and go uh i'll be interested to see what it does uh in theaters this weekend because this is this is one of the 100 percent like uh, the little things in January with Denzel and Rami Malek on HBO Max is kind of one of those like adult dramas that they're putting on HBO Max. This is very much in that vein. This wasn't going to make much originally in theaters anyway. So, yeah, this is a uh, this is definitely a man. I'm going to say skip this one. Honestly, it's kind of kind of sad. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it just it just okay. wasn't right. wasn't for me. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I really like Taylor Sheridan. No, I like Taylor Sheridan though. You know, he's he's been uh, everything we listed off. He's it's been great. He's yeah. fucking. The t- what the deputy on sons as well <laughs> so yeah right. so i'd say skip those who wish me dead just not really worth anyone's time <laughs> what else you got uh i know you said to make sure i caught spiral so we'll save that one for the, the last Yeah, but i didn't so realize it- after i told you that i thought oh i wonder if he's getting uh army of the dead because that was supposed to come up this week so you can go either way right. i'm actually more excited well, about army of the dead Okay, so Army of the Dead is released in theaters this week, and it goes on Netflix next Friday. Um, let's do, so I'll let you pick Spiral or Army. It's your choice, let's your show, do your network. Spiral. Spiral. All right. So Spiral. This was coming out a year, pretty much exactly after it was supposed to last year. It was one of the early May uh, pandemic casualties. This is famously Chris Rock was wanting to get into the horror genre. He brought a script to Lionsgate, and they said, "Hey, let's make this a Saw movie because they hadn't they needed a hit. Essentially, they hadn't had one in a while. Besides John Wick and Knives Out, is like the only two movies that really are holding that studio afloat. <laughs> um, so, Spiral. Uh, Chris Rock is playing a uh, character named Ezekiel Zeke Banks, who is in the shadow of his." Uh, Father, who played, <clears throat> excuse me, Marcus Banks, who was the old uh, police detective of this precinct. Mm-hmm. He is now retired, and uh, Zeke is uh, 
early on in his police career, he ratted out a dirty cop. So the whole like cop unit, like all of his fellow workers fucking hate his guts pretty much. Uh, but he gets assigned to a copycat jigsaw killer. Um, pretty early in the movie, he's the main lead on it because the guy that gets uh, killed is another cop who just so happens to be one of his best friends, like one of his only friends in the department. Uh, Max Minghella from uh, Handmaid's Tale Ugh. is a rookie detective who gets teamed up with him. Um, really, that's pretty much it for the, uh, as far as like people you would know. Dan Petronevich is uh, Mick Murray from... Uh, uh, Letter Kenny, for those of you that watch that show, I know you were just shitting out on the binge cast this week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this, I don't know, man. I, I guess my issue with this is that I went in expecting it to be something different. Like I had heard, like, this is a whole new take on the genre and Chris Rock's bringing a new flavor to the horror. And this honestly just turns out to be another generic Saw movie. Um yeah the the acting is really bad uh darren lynn bowsman is coming back to the franchise here he directed saw two three and four i believe um samuel jackson's in this movie for all of seven minutes maybe he's he's very small part in it but i feel like rock and samuel jackson take up like the entire budget of this movie but i would say that it it definitely feels like it's uh not quite as gritty as like some of those saw movies that definitely had a bigger budget um what do you got man okay um it's been a while you're like like you were saying uh do they is there like um uh, is there an homage to the previous films like do they talk about those cases a lot do they revisit them is he trying to get back in the mind of of actual jigsaw murders is there there any of that play going on Yes. So there, there's no Billy the puppet. It's a, now a pig in a cop uniform who's on like a mar- he's like a marionette puppet. They, he, he's it's the same type of, you know, pig mask and talking in a different voice than John Kramer, you know, the old jigsaw. They mention him and they mention John Kramer. And, you know, you get the the, the saw theme a few times in this. Um but yeah, it's just he's a copycat killer. He's doing the same type of things that the original Jigsaw did. And when it comes down to it, is that is that it? Like, is, is there any ties to those other films other than him just being a copycat killer? Nope. Oh wow. Uh, no, not at all. I that's what I I I, I was like kind of felt bad that I didn't revisit any of the Saw movies before this. I mean, I, I like the first Saw quite a bit. I think the second one has a kind of cool twist, and then after that, I just I watched. I think I watched them all, but I just didn't care it just gets to a just torture porn at a certain point um and so that's i kind of just went in i would say like the first like 15 to 20 minutes it's uh it feels a little different because it is more comedic chris rock obviously is a comedic actor stand-up comedian and he's he's riffing with his partner a little bit like the whole one of the opening scenes he's like riffing about Forrest Gump and how there's no Forrest Gump too because Jenny got AIDS and then gave it to him and he died and like just you know it's, <laughs> he's riffing a little bit there but then after the, the first fifteen twenty it gets more it gets more serious and it just the kind of comedic shit goes away I don't know man I I I don't really like this isn't I can't see this revitalizing the Saw franchise or whatever they're hoping for here. It's just it just is like I don't know, I, I 
I, I called what was going to happen halfway through the movie. Ooh. Uh, not trying to brag or anything, but I'm like, okay, this this has got to be what's what's behind this. They they're trying to be a little uh, very much. It's very much police driven, so it's very much uh, like social commentary a little bit with obviously everything going on with police mm-hmm. right now. Uh, and it just doesn't really, it just kind of falls flat. I, I didn't enjoy this really at all. I, once it ended, I was just like, really? Okay. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, not, not for me. Well, uh, um, I, I think, I feel like people like diehard saw fans, if that's even a thing, they're going to be let down by this, <laughs> but cause it's just not very good. You say you figure out what's going on. Does that mean there's no? Is it? Does this movie have a 100% closure? Uh, you also mentioned you didn't know if they were going to want to make a new one every year or whatever. Is there a cliffhanger here? Is there room to extend this, or is this case closed? No, there's definitely room for more. Yeah, they leave it wide open for that, and I think it's just mainly going to be in this like universe. This I mean, because this movie is was titled Spiral from the Book of Saw. And then pre-sales started happening and no one knew what the fuck Spiral was. So Lionsgate decided last week to change all the marketing to Spiral colon saw for marketing purposes to get, I I, I just, this, yeah, no, (laughs) skip, skip Spiral. Wow. uh, Skip it. Yeah. Mm -mm. I, I don't, I don't remember Jigsaw. That was like the last one, I think. I don't. I just. I don't remember most of these movies at all outside of the first two, which I think that's probably where it should just have ended. But they they cost like nothing to make, and I mean this is the first one to release in not in October, uh, so yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. Used to get right. Maybe this will maybe this will bring it back. I don't know, but I I just don't care about the Saw franchise at all <sighs> anymore. Okay, well you know I was upset because this is the first like kind of movie that i might be interested in that's coming to theaters and of course our theaters aren't open so i was kind of like fuck like we're literally like there's literally no way i can watch this movie um but now i feel better (laughs) yeah i mean so Lionsgate's doing their little three-week window right now this will be available in in three weeks yeah so yeah you'll it's like the voyagers and chaos walking ship they do a little three-week theatrical and then head to head to streaming so all right yep skip Spiral. Okie dokie. Let's get on to Army of the Dead. All right. Yeah. Zack Snyder's name is all over the place right now thanks to the Snyder Cut. This is his uh, big original movie, like the second original movie he's ever had since Sucker Punch, like on his own idea. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, going back to a little bit of the Dead franchise, his first movie ever was Dawn of the Dead. Uh, have you watched the trailer for this one? Yep. Okay, so there's not a lot of plot here. I mean, there's uh, Batista is playing uh, Scott Ward. He's a mercenary who, beginning of the zombie apocalypse, him and his crew rescue the president and some other people, and so he gets rewarded the Medal of Honor, and it does like a flash forward of like six months to a year, and he's working at a diner in Las Vegas, like on the outskirts of Las Vegas. A rich businessman uh, meets him there and gives him the proposition that there's, I think, forgive me. I watched this movie a couple weeks ago. It's like upwards of $200 million in a safe in one of the casinos. 
But obviously this place – so they've walled up all of Vegas. There's an opening montage scene, probably the first 10 minutes of the movie, of course, Zack Snyder. There's music fucking pulsing in slow motion, zombies and yada, yada, yada. They're just – they're showing his mercenary team just fucking eviscerate zombies and Las Vegas go to shit. Uh, they they wall up all of Las Vegas. They're all trapped in 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 this uh, giant area, and there's eventually going to be a nuke in a couple days to take it out and wipe this off the face of the earth. So this businessman comes to him and says, "This money's in a vault. We got 48 hours. You and a team go in. And you can split the money however you want. Get this money for us." Uh, so then you get a nice montage of Batista going around and getting his old crew back together. Uh, there's Amari Hardwick is one of his, uh, his buddies. There's uh, a lot of smaller name people. Tignataro is famously in this movie because Chris D'Elia was cast in it and filmed the whole movie. And she, he had all his allegations last August and then she replaced him and she's digitally inserted into this movie, which I was looking for the whole time. And it's very fucking noticeable. <laughs> you can tell at all times that oh. she was not actually in these scenes with these people. It was all green screen and shit. <laughs> um, Garrett Dillahunt is in this as well. This movie is pretty fucking fun though, man. Like this is, this is, I, I, I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan one way or the other, but this is the kind of shit that I think that he should stick to. Uh, it is way too long. Like all Zack Snyder movies, it's like two and a half hours. Yeah. 148 minutes. There's no fucking reason for this to be that long. And it, you feel the length a little bit. Um, there's a little hierarchy of zombies in here. There's like King alpha zombie with a queen, uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, a little I Am Legendist-ish. There's Escape from New York vibes for sure in this. Uh, this this group of people, though, is pretty fun, and there's a really cool, unique little group, like, cast of characters here. I would say the standout is this Matthias uh, Schweighofer. He's playing a, a uh, dude named Ludwig Dieter, who is a – he's like a safe cracker. He's, he's like the guy on their team that is going to open up this vault for them. And they've already – filmed a movie called army of thieves that he directed and is the main star of that's a spinoff of this so they're expecting a big franchise out of this already <laughs> um i'm talking a lot again what you got law is what that is that spinoff directed by snyder no it's directed oh. by the actor who's playing this guy i was saying <laughs> matthias schweighofer he directed the whole movie um and i think it's not yeah it's a netflix movie called army of thieves probably supposed to come out later this year because this guy definitely you'll know he steals the show like he's all like a lot of the comedic relief in this and he's fucking pretty great in this movie is uh is it a prequel or uh um i think it is a prequel yeah he's he's like at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse he he leads a team to like fucking rob shit so (laughs) yeah it's kind of funny and there's like an anime prequel to this as well already in development um, so they're banking on this big time. And this this is the first Netflix movie that's going pretty wide theatrically. I think it's going to 500 theaters uh, in the United States, which is a pretty fucking big deal considering like they were trying to get the Irishman in like 60 theaters and could barely even do that. Um, yeah. So the Netflix shit is starting to happen in theaters um, for sure. And this is like the first kind of domino to fall with that. All right. Um so if this has got fucking prequel movies, this, that tells me that the zombie apocalypse has been going on for a while, right? Mm-hmm. They're, uh, what, years into it, weeks into it, months into it? Does it is there a timeline here? I feel like it's like exa- it's close to a year, yeah. 
Because, I mean, there, there's a jump forward after he's saving people. Um, I, I honestly don't remember the exact jump that it is, though. So, when I first heard about this, I was kind of intrigued because, you know, a bank heist movie and a zombie apocalypse is cool. But there's a reason you've never heard of this. Um, because why do you need money? Like, what, what, what does money matter in any true zombie film? You know what I mean? Like, so what, what is, what are they, is there a, is there a cure on the way? Is there, like, what are they going to do with money at the end of the world? Yeah. I mean, it's a good question because they don't really say, they're just like money. We can get away from ever, forever for this. And I, I forgot to mention Ella Purnell is playing like Batista's daughter in this. So she has some ulterior motives. She goes in as well and he doesn't want her to, but there's nothing other than them. Like we're just going to get this money and then just leave. Like, you know, they, they just want to be rich. This crew of them. There, there's nothing really outside of that. There are some ulterior motives with, uh, the guy that hired them. Maybe, uh, there's maybe some other, some other things, some shenanigans that go on in here. The I guess I haven't touched on the like there is there's like a zombie tiger there's there's like a like a hierarchy of zombies like there's a a clear king that wears like this crown and shit which I don't know it's it's different for sure for for a lot of these zombie movies Um, pulling elements from those Romero movies and shit but yeah there's 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 this is a little different. of course, you got naked zombies for Snyder running slow mo and shit. I guess there's a the scene that he cut of this zombie that's got this massive dick <laughs> that had that had a bite taken out of it that he cut last minute because he thought it was I don't fucking know. It's just Zack Snyder for you, but All right. um, so you, I had a pretty good time with this overall. You touched on one of my questions and then you nailed the second question because um, I watched this trailer with my kids. This is right after we watched. Dawn of the Dead with him. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. And then mm-hmm. I showed him this trailer. And they kind of didn't seem into it until uh, A, zombie fucking tiger shows up. And then B, a zombie starts dodging and fucking like fist fighting with this guy. And they were just mm-hmm. like, whoa, what's that all about? How is this handled and how does it come off with uh, super... Like he, uh, Look, he changed the game a little bit with the running fast zombies in Dawn of the Dead. But mm-hmm. it seems here he's just writing an entire new genre. Yeah, I mean it's it is different because the, I mean you have your for the most part these are like all fast zombies but yeah they they're very smart and they they dodge shit they fight like the, the the main king I was saying wears a helmet so you can't shoot his brain like he knows what the fuck's going on he's like the alpha dude like, do they um, talk and shit I don't know I feel like they could I'm sorry what was that do they talk or anything no no they uh, they kind of like I don't know hiss and shit at each other like you you know that he's like the dude, but no, they don't actually physically talk or anything. There, there's a beginning of the movie. There's a like a military convoy is transporting this patient X type, and this I, I you're led to believe that this is the king dude. If he bites you, then you turn into a different type of breed of zombie. Uh, so there's like the lower level ones, and then there's like this dude, and like the there. I don't know. There's there's a, a weird class of them. But yeah, they 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 can fuck people up for sure. And you're you were okay with this? This played off well. Yeah, I thought it was fine for what this is. Like, I, I didn't think it was taking itself very seriously for the most part. And it's yeah, I mean, it, it's the way he handles it. I think is fine. Like, I, I I don't have I don't have an issue with it per se. I mean, it's kind of dumb, but I mean, it's it's a fucking 
Zack Snyder zombie movie. I kind of knew what I was getting myself into with it. But uh, no go for the kids. Too many titties. Too many. Um, no, I mean the titties were. I mean it's like the first like five minutes and like got the montage scene of like dancers. Outside of that, there's nothing else with nudity or anything. I, I mean, I think if they're watching The Walking Dead and there's this is harmless. I mean, there's I mean, not harmless, but I mean it's it's no different than some of the kills and shit on that. You know. Um, but I mean, it, they may get bored though, man. It's like I said, it's fucking two and a half hours and it doesn't need to be that at all. Um, all right. Well, I'll be watching this next week regardless. So I, I'll definitely yeah. stream it. But what you, you're, you, they, they have an opportunity here. This is a true rating. Should they go see it? Should they stream it or should they skip it? I, I think, yeah, I think this is to see it. I, I, I liked this, man. I had a pretty fun fucking time with this movie, uh, all things considered. I didn't really expect a ton, but I, for an original zombie movie, and, I mean, this movie is much better than the fucking Snyder Cut. <laughs> so, yeah, I had – this is what I think Snyder should stick to, you know, his original shit. It's fun enough. Um, but, yeah, I had I had a good time. So I would say see Army of the Dead. Wow, nice. All right. Uh, when could we expect to hear from you again? Okay. So next week, there's not a single new wide release. For some reason, they said, hey, let's put five. There's one I didn't get to this week I talked to you about. It's called Profile. It's the same team behind uh, Searching and Unfriended. And it's another uh, kind of online, but it's like a, a terrorist hunting type movie. Nice. I didn't even get to that this week. So, But then the next week, the studios are like nothing. Uh, so two weeks from t- this week is Memorial Day weekend, and that's kind of the big kickoff. Everyone's thinking that's the that's the big kickoff to theaters coming back for the most part, big time again with Cruella and A Quiet Place Part Two. So we'll be back in full force, and then after that, like The Conjuring is uh, early June, the third Conjuring, and then uh, a couple others throughout June. You got Fast Nine and Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, some of those other movies. So summer season's starting to kick off. So, yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks. All right. Well, hopefully my theaters are open. If not, I'm going to be real cranky. (laughs) Thanks, Jetsy. Thanks, Jim Law. See you. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up! I'm waiting.